الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين سورة الفاتحة is really one of the most unique surahs in the entire Quran it is a surah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has obligated upon us to recite in each and every rak'ah of each and every salah. How many times do we recite Surah Al-Fatiha? And yet, how much of it do we actually comprehend and understand? Insha'Allah Ta'ala, in this series of lectures, beginning today, the first of Ramadan, and insha'Allah continuing to the end of the month, we will be doing an exegesis, a tafsir, of Surah Al-Fatiha. And every lecture will be related around Surah Al-Fatiha. And the first, third, or maybe even half of the month will be a direct tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha. And then inshallah ta'ala after that, we will branch into other related topics regarding Surah Al-Fatiha. And I'll mention inshallah how that will happen when we get there. Surah Al-Fatiha is a surah that Imam Al-Suyuti lists over 25 names for. But really there are only four names that are mentioned in the Quran and in the Sunnah. Surah Al-Fatiha is mentioned by name, one of the names, is in the Quran. And the Sunnah mentions three other names. The four primary names of Surah Al-Fatiha is of course number one, Al-Fatiha itself. And this name Al-Fatiha has been mentioned by our Prophet ﷺ in the famous hadith reported in the four Sunan that the Prophet ﷺ said that الكتاب, He who does not recite the Fatiha of the book minna, He has nothing to do with us. Meaning, every Muslim must memorize Surah Al-Fatiha. If you don't know Surah Al-Fatiha, you are not a Muslim. You are not a Muslim because our Prophet said, whoever does not know Fatiha, and in the ancient Arabic when, the, when they're saying Yaqra, it doesn't just mean recite. Yaqra means Yahfaz. Yaqra means to memorize. Whoever has not memorized Surah Al-Fatiha has nothing to do with us. And of course we know that every Muslim in the world has a relationship with Surah Al-Fatiha. Even those who don't pray regularly, they know Surah Al-Fatiha. What does Fatiha mean? Many people translate it as the opening, but it is more profound than that. In fact, Fatiha actually implies the way out. You're stuck and Fatiha is the way out of the place that you're stuck. And that is why in Arabic, a victory is from the same root verb, Fatih. Here Fatah means victory. You were stuck. You were surrounded by an enemy. Then Fatah comes. And Fatah means the victory, the opening. So Al-Fatiha is that which will save you from every problem that you are in. Al-Fatiha is the opening out of the problems of your life. When you're surrounded, when you have no other solution, Al-Fatiha will create that solution for you. So this surah is a way out of your daily problems. It it is a victory for each and every struggle. Also, it is called Al-Fatiha because Al-Fatiha quite literally is the opening of the rest of the Quran. So Al-Fatiha means it is the one that opens up the rest of the Quran. Some of the scholars have said that it is as if the rest of the Quran
Quran is a commentary of Surah Al-Fatiha. That Surah Al-Fatiha is the beginning and the rest of the Quran is merely commenting on the beginning or the opening. And that is why some have said that the Fatiha acts as an introduction to the book of Allah. You know, every author has an introduction. Every time somebody writes a book, you mention the methodology, you mention the overall goals. So the Fatiha is, if you like, the introduction to the rest of the book of Allah. And therefore, the meanings of the entire Qur'an have been summarized. They are, if you like, contained in Surah Al-Fatiha. So this is the first of its uh, many names. The second and third name are actually very close to each other, and they are Ummul Qur'an and Ummul Kitab. And we're going to do them together, because really they're the same thing. Ummul Qur'an. One of the names of Fatiha, Umm Al-Qur'an. And one of the names of Fatiha, Umm Al-Kitab. And we all know, even non-Arabs know what Umm means. It means the mother. That's what we call our mother, Umm. And therefore, some have translated Umm Al-Qur'an to be the mother of the Qur'an. But in reality, Umm is deeper than just mother. In fact, the meaning Umm doesn't mean mother. Originally, Umm meant the basis of the origin of. So you call your mother Um because she is your origin. But in fact, Um means the, or, the origin. Um means the asl or the basis. So Um al-Quran means the extract or that which combines the whole Quran. Um al-Kitab means the gist of the Kitab. This is really what Um means. And the, the term Um al-Quran and Um al-Kitab, it is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In the famous hadith, our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, hadith is reported in Abu Dawud and Muslim Ibn Muhammad and many other books. Our Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that every prayer in which the Um al-Quran is not recited is mutilated. This is a hadith that is an authentic hadith. Every prayer, kullu salatin lam yaqra fiha bi umm al-kitab. So he called the Quran, sorry, he called Fatiha umm al-kitab. If the umm, if the gist of the book has not been recited, then the prayer is considered mutilated. I.e. it's not a full prayer, it's not a complete prayer. And why is the Quran called umm, why is the Fatiha called umm al-Quran? Why is the Fatiha called umm al-kitab? For many reasons. Because first and foremost, it is the origin or the beginning of the book. As we said, it is as if the Fatiha is a, uh, the introduction and the rest of the Quran is a commentary on the Fatiha. It is also called Umm al-Quran because the Fatiha comprises all of the meanings of the Quran. The Fatiha begins with praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to worship him alone and that includes obeying his his sharia and then tells us about the life in the hereafter tawheed risala and akhirah are all included in the fatiha the main fundamentals of what we believe are included in the fatiha the fatiha combines between internal knowledge and external commands and these two internal knowledge and external commands are the two bases of the entire religion why did allah reveal a book to teach us so that we can act properly. Have ilm and amal. So Fatiha combines between ilm and amal. Because uh, the most profound verse of Surah Fatiha, and we'll talk about this verse maybe for 20 lectures, maybe towards the end of Ramadan, or the latter half of Ramadan, the most profound verse of Surah Al-Fatiha is, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ 
You alone do we worship, and worship is the external actions. You alone are the one we ask for help. Our tawakkul, our heart is attached to you. So ibadah is external, and isti'ana is internal. Worship is external, that's actions. And seeking Allah's help is internal, that's your heart relationship with Allah. So this verse combines between outer action and inner knowledge. And we'll talk about this inshallah ta'ala again in the course of these series. Also, of the reasons why the Fatiha is Umm al-Quran and Umm al-Kitab is because it summarizes the most powerful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most powerful names of Allah are mentioned in this one surah. And they are Ar-Rabb and Allah and Ar-Rahman. These three names are the three names that summarize everything to do with the names of Allah. And again, we will talk about each of these names. Allah and Ar-Rabb and Ar-Rahman. Each one of these names summarizes entire oceans of knowledge. And these are the primary names. Even though Fatiha mentions two more names. And that is Ar-Rahim and Al-Malik or Maliki Yawmiddin. These are also mentioned. But the three primary names and all of the names of Allah come under these names. Are Allah, Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rabb. And we'll talk about these names inshallah ta'ala in separate lectures. Of the reasons why Fatiha is called Umm Al-Kitab is because it talks, it talks about the social conditions conditions of mankind. All of mankind is divided into three categories. And that is Three categories for mankind are mentioned in Surah Al-Fatiha. And these are the three categories of mankind. Those who have knowledge and act upon it. That is An'amta alayhim. Those who have knowledge but don't act upon it, that is maghdubi alayhim. Those who don't have knowledge but they're trying to act without knowledge and that is dhalin. And so all three categories of mankind are summarized in Fatiha and that's why it's called Umm al-Kitab. Another reason why the Fatiha is called Umm al-Kitab is because the three pillars of worshipping Allah are indicated in this surah. The three pillars of worshipping Allah are love and hope and fear. Hub and Raja and Khawf. These are the three pillars that we worship Allah on. And the Fatiha comprises these three pillars. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We praise Allah because He is worthy of being praised. You praise the one whom you love. Alhamdulillah. We love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Allah is merciful. So we hope in His mercy. Maliki Yawmiddin. He is the master of Judgment Day. We are terrified of Judgment Day. So love and hope and fear based upon these three emotions what do we do we worship you based upon love and fear and hope so this is umm al-kitab of the reasons why the fatah has called umm al-kitab is because in these same verses allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the perfection of believing in him in him alone the perfection of tawheed tawheed of allah is not just saying there is one god because everybody says there's one God. Even pagan religions, the intellectuals amongst them, they say, oh, there's really but one essential God. So what makes our Tawheed different from other people's monotheism? Our Tawheed comprises of multiple factors. First and foremost, we affirm Allah's perfection in who He is. Secondly, we, perform, we, we affirm Allah's perfection as a Lord over us, relationship with us. And thirdly, 
Knowing that Allah is perfect and He is our Lord, we then worship Him alone. These are the three ways we unify Allah. We unify Allah's perfection in who He is. That is Alhamdulillah. We praise Allah. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. We praise Allah. We then affirm Allah's perfection in His relationship with us. That is Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. That is Maliki Yawmiddin. He is, uh, that, uh, sorry, that is Rabbil Alameen, excuse me. His relationship with us is Rabbil Alameen. And Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. And Maliki Yawmiddin. His relationship with us is a Lord. He is merciful. He will judge over us. And we affirm, You alone are we going to worship. Once again, there are three unique things that we do in Allah's Tawheed. We affirm number one, that Allah is perfect. Number two, that He has a perfect relationship with us. And number three, that we will worship Him and Him alone. This is why our Tawheed is different than any other religion's Tawheed. Our monotheism is unique because we affirm Allah is perfect. We affirm He alone is the one who has any cause in this world. He is the one who brought it into existence and everything happens by Him. And then what do we also do? We worship Him and Him alone. All of these three categories are mentioned in the uh, uh, in Surah Al-Fatiha. So these are some of the reasons why Fatiha is called Umm Al-Quran and Umm Al-Kitab. So, Going back, we said Fatiha has four primary names. Number one is Fatiha. Number two is Umm al-Quran. Number three is Umm al-Kitab. What is the fourth name of Fatiha? This is the name that Allah mentions in the Quran. There is a name of Surah al-Fatiha in the Quran. And that is Sab al-Mathani. Sab al-Mathani. This is a name mentioned in the Quran. And it's also mentioned in the Hadith. Sab al-Mathani. Allah says in Surah al-Hijr, verse 87, This is a powerful verse that shows us the status of Surah al-Fatiha. Allah says, we have given you seven Mathani, Sab al-Mathani. And along with it, we have given you the magnificent Quran. It is as if Allah is saying, we have given you Fatiha. And along with the Fatiha, we have given you the Qur'an that is magnificent. And this shows us the status of Surah Al-Fatiha. That it is as if the rest of the Qur'an is a commentary on this one Surah. So Allah is telling our Prophet we have given you the Sab al-Mathani, we've also given you the rest of the Qur'an, the Qur'an al-Azim, the magnificent Qur'an. And the name Sab al-Mathani, what exactly does it mean? Mathani means to follow up. The Arabs know Mathna, Mathna means they came one after the other, pairs and pairs. They came basically line after line. Some scholars have said Fatiha is called Sab al-Mathani because every time you finish reciting it, it's only a matter of time before you have to recite it again. You finish one rak'ah, the next rak'ah will recite Fatiha. If the salah finishes, two hours later another salah, you will recite Fatiha. So one interpretation, Sab al-Mathani, you're always reciting Fatiha. But the stronger interpretation, and inshallah the clear one, is that Mathani here means that which is frequently recited. Not just following up, but everybody is reciting Fatiha. This is the seven verses that are oft recited. Sab al-Mathani, the seven verses that everybody recites all the time. Nothing is recited more than the Fatiha. And subhanAllah, brothers and sisters, how often is this surah recited? At any given second, in any day of the year, hundreds of millions of people around the world are praying Salah. And they will be reciting Surah Al-Fatiha. On average, a Muslim who just barely prays, not even the full yani, Sunan and Tahajjud, just the average Muslim who's just praying what is barely required will be on average reciting Fatiha 30 times a day. 
30 times a day. This translates into 11,000 times a year. Even if we estimate that 50% of the Muslim world is praying, this would mean that on average, this surah is being recited over 20 billion times per day. 20 billion times in an average day. That works out to over 7 trillion times per year. And that is just in one year. Can you imagine since the beginning of when the Quran came down until the day of judgment, how many times will this surah be recited? Wallahi, there is nothing that even comes close to something being recited like Surah Al-Fatiha. No document, no creed, no hymn, no praise in any language of any religion even comes a fraction, even 1% of the quantity that Surah Al-Fatiha is being recited. So why should Allah not call Fatiha Sab al-Mathani, the seven verses that are always being recited. For indeed, nothing is recited in this entire globe, even a fraction of what Surah Al-Fatiha is recited. And this is enough of a miracle of Surah Al-Fatiha, and it is enough of a blessing of Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha is one of the the first surahs to be revealed. In fact, many of the early scholars, they claimed that Surah Al-Fatiha is the first revelation, but we know this is not true. Iqra was the first, Muzammil was the second. Some say it is the third, some say it is the fourth. Definitely, Fatiha is in the first five surahs revealed. Definitely, Surah Al-Fatiha is within the first five surahs revealed. And in fact, it is the first surah that was revealed in its entirety. Think about it. Iqra did not come in its entirety. The first five verses came. Muzammil, Mudathir, Noon, they came down five, ten verses. That's it. Then the rest of the surah was revealed later. Fatiha, Surah Al-Fatiha, was the very first surah that was revealed in its entirety. And again, this shows us the significance that before Allah revealed any surah, Surah Al-Fatiha came down in its entirety. Al-Bukhari reports from Abu Sa'id ibn al-Mu'alla that one day he was praying. And a long story, uh, the long hadith will just give you the pertinent passage. The Prophet said to him that, Oh Abu Sa'id, should I not tell you of the greatest surah in the whole book of Allah before I leave the masjid? So Abu Sa'id said yes. Then the Prophet continued talking, talking, talking. Then he stood up to leave. Abu Sa'id said, Ya Rasulullah, you said you're going to teach me the greatest surah in the book of Allah. So the Prophet said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. These are, these verses are the Sab'a Al-Mathani and it is the Quran Al-Azim. So he said to Abu Sa'id that this surah is the greatest surah in the book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And we conclude today's khatara with one beautiful hadith reported by Imam Muslim that Ibn Abbas said that one day the Prophet and Jibreel were sitting down in the masjid. Hadith is in Sahih Muslim, is authentic hadith. They were sitting in the masjid and Jibreel heard a noise in the skies and they both looked up. And Jibreel said to the Prophet this is a door that has opened up from the heavens. It has never opened since the beginning of creation until now. And an angel came down and greeted the Prophet and Jibreel said, this angel, Allah has not allowed him to come down up until now. This is the first time he's coming down. 
since the beginning of creation. So something unique is happening, something big is happening. What is this big thing? The angel then says, Ya Rasulullah, that you have been given two lights, two nur, that no prophet before you has been given. In other words, the angel has been sent to give this news to the Prophet You have been given two lights that no other prophet has been given. Our Lord has said that no matter what verse you recite of these two lights, you will get what you ask for. The first of these two lights is Surah Al-Fatiha. And the second is Khawatim Surah Al-Baqarah. The last verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. These two are something unique that no prophet has been given before our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So it is, it is indeed very essential and very useful that we spend much time talking about this beautiful Surah. And that will be Insha'Allah Ta'ala the topic of our Ramadan Khatiras and Halaqas. And Insha'Allah we'll continue this tomorrow. Wajazakumullahu Khairan. Wassalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh. لا يزال الخير حيا لا يزال إن في الدنيا سلاما وظلال أخبر الأيام أنها في وصال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال قم بنا وانظر لآيات الجمال